Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, into the 11 o'clock hour. Let the tampering begin in the NFL. The tampering window has just opened up and already starting to see some reports from those national reporters. Nothing Chiefs-related yet. But the Raiders are expected, according to Adam Schefter, to be interested in free agent quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, does that mean that that's their long-term solution, or does that mean that Jimmy G for a year, guys, and you know they draft a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson or something like that? I could see that being it. Also, Diana Rossini reporting the Bucks have shown interest in both quarterback Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett to fill their void at quarterback left behind, of course, by Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield... Was on the Panthers last year, then got cut, then made his way over to the Rams. Had that one ridiculous comeback, two-minute drill. May or may not have lost some money because of Baker Mayfield. Uh, and then now he's getting some interest. Some from Survivor the money? Yeah. And then uh, Jacoby Brissett, of course, has just been a really stable backup and also played a good chunk of last season as a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns while Deshaun Watson was serving that lengthy uh, suspension. So that's where we're at news-wise in the first five minutes of the legal tampering window in the NFL. We will certainly uh, talk about the chiefs uh, expectations as the day goes on. We'll get back to that. You think though, this chiefs team, this organization as whole has a chance to actually one up themselves. How? So it seems silly because it's going to be like, this is the most Homer conversation ever, but it's true. The more, the more you look at it. So the last decade, and I don't mean like decade is in 2010 to 2020. I mean, just the last 10 years of chiefs football. They have been the most successful organization in football. We know that. They got two Super Bowl titles. They got a better winning percentage than even the Patriots. They got a better postseason and regular season winning percentage combined than both of these, than, than the Patriots as well. A team that had some crazy success in the early part of that decade while the Chiefs were still toiling around with four years of Alex Smith before eventually, obviously, getting Patrick Mahomes and things absolutely took off. But that's why. This decade of dominance that they've just gone through, this 10 straight years where they were the best team in football, get ready for another 10. And not just that, I think it will be better. For that one reason alone, almost. Four of those 10 years were with Alex Smith. Yeah, but they were still winning divisions. They were still going to the postseason. They ended their postseason winning drought. But they got like a couple of playoff wins. They're going to have four more years of prime Patrick Mahomes over the next 10 years than they did in the previous one where they already did this. And the reason why it's important is the Patriots run the most dominant decade they ever had. They were a better, more consistent winning team than the Chiefs were for this last 10 years. They won more regularly. They won their division by more. They won more games every regular season, more po- that higher winning percentage, higher winning percentage in the postseason, all of those things. 
Those are all things I expect to mirror that great Patriots run here over the next decade because now there's nothing standing in their way. They had to have four years of, you know, quality quarterback play, but still incredibly limited. Yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to. You're basically saying, okay, can you can you win an extra game or two for the four years that you you missed out on, if you will, where you had Alex Smith instead of Patrick Mahomes. Now you get 10 years of Mahomes instead of just uh, the back half of the decade. And with that back half of the decade, it also still gave you two rings. And so that's how it'll be judged. Like, as, as spoiled as we are now when it comes to the Chiefs, yeah, Cody, they can end up winning uh, across the 10 years, let's say six more games in the regular season or seven more games at least in the regular season than they did in the last one. But it's going to come down to, did they win more than two rings? Did they at least win two rings during it? That's how it'll be judged. Let's say they only get one ring over the next decade. So Mahomes ends up with three at that point, but one ring. But they win more at a higher percentage. Yeah, which which seems also crazy to think that they can. But basically, it's just going to be what the final, you're saying what the final five years or so, six years have been for 10 years. So naturally, more wins. That's I mean, that's what you're saying. And then the question will be: Can they can they get one more ring on top of it? Can they? You're get asking at for least, three rings in a decade, I think, basically. I think if they got two rings and just one at a higher percentage, it's okay. a better decade. I mean, I, because but are we only judging them on the rings right now? I mean, that's tough. I mean, because obviously, when we go back and look at the Patriots run, we're judging it on all of it. So we know the win percentage. We know the rings. I always go back to Brady because he got three rings in his twenties. Yeah, and then he got two in his thirties, which feels low for Tom Brady. But they had that decade of just like, <laughs> well, well and then they got two in his 40s, which seems crazy high. That's way too many for your 40s. But they had that decade where they just didn't matter as much. And it's just that I just don't feel like that's even possible for Kansas City. This should be the decade of time when Tom Brady mattered less, if that makes sense. The, the one part, though, that I think makes what you're saying maybe difficult for the new decade here. And that is, I don't think Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey are part of the full decade. So that's a big change. You know, we, you and I have, have said for a while, we, we, you know, even three years ago, we thought Andy was at that point going to coach another six years. Well, that's only three more from now. So that, I believe, still is the case. But I don't know if he's coaching another 10, okay? Versus the Patriots and, who got the Belichick. So that's the only the part that's run. different. Like, who's the next coach? What's the relationship like? What advantage do you lose? Guy that's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. And then Travis Kelsey, probably not. I know we joke you and I back and forth. He's probably not going to be the tight end for the next 10 years. Not again. 10 years. <laughs> Even I don't think like, I'm willing to go that far. So Travis Kelsey, the tight end at age 43. So that's the only part where I'll push back. I'm not saying that Mahomes can't win a ring without those guys. The at weapons some point, should but. be less concerning, right? Because the Patriots did do it with different weapons, depending on different time periods. They didn't just go a decade with the same weapons on offense that entire time. It shifted. They had the year when it was Gronk and Hernandez, and they were all that. And then they went... Then Welker shows up, and then it was the Edelman run, and whatever, right? They've had, over the course of a decade, I seriously doubt they had consistent offensive weapons for the better part of 10 years across the board. So I don't feel like that's the case. I don't feel like that's what they're going to run into from a, but the coach thing, that's real. I'll listen to that because I don't, like, it's so hard right now to predict who the next coach of the Chiefs is. Because I have to guess how long Andy Reid is the coach. And weirdly enough, like, the Bill self-health scare is a quick reminder of, how quickly you can right. rethink how long you think someone's going to be there. And he hasn't had a big health scare. What would happen if he did have a big health scare? And then all of a sudden he has to rethink those things. The same as I'm sure you guys were having the conversation on Thursday and Friday of, does this mean Bill Self isn't going to be coaching it long as Kansas is maybe you thought 
he was going to be coaching at Kansas. Because they're going to have that same question when he leaves. When he leaves, it's they've had such an unprecedented run of success right now from just a sheer winning games perspective. There's no way you can assume whoever replaces him is going to win at that rate. Well, look, yeah, I mean, not to go down the college basketball route, but yeah, I mean, look what North Carolina is not a tournament team. You know, the fall pass on the NIT to focus on themselves, you know, learn more about who they are as people. It was just a couple of years ago where Kentucky was in the NIT because they missed it. We Indiana, we know what they've been the last 15, 20 years, not anywhere near what they were prior. I don't think kids ever fall off like that, but but that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's how, to your point though, just about how impressive it is. And so it's like a six seed. That's not what they were when coach K had, they weren't a six seed college basketball team. The the difference I do like Duke is playing a lot better right now. We can get back into college basketball later, but they're 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 playing a lot better heading into the tournament at least. But to your point though, you brought it up because of just Andy Reid. Like the good news is Mahomes is still part of the equation. That's the one difference between the college basketball example, at least though, and the NFL example. And Tom Brady kept winning at the same percentage when he left. You can lose your coach, and I think it's part of the equation that has to be considered for them to have a better decade. But you would have the best player in the league still at the most important position. You know what it is? It's really hard because there are so few examples we can even point to. They would say, let's say Mah- let's say Andy Reid does leave him for you. Mahomes will be 31. He's still going to be at like peak powers. When's the last quarterback who had to do that? Like a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't have any examples. Tom Brady did when he was in his 40s, and he still went and won a Super Bowl, so there wasn't a hiccup there. Still put up big numbers. Wasn't a problem, right? So what's the other example? That Troy Aikman won a Super Bowl with a different head coach? It wasn't the peak of his ability, but that team was just loaded. Absolutely loaded. The other dynasties we've talked about, they didn't have to change coaches. It was always the same guys, right? It was Chuck Knoll, whether, whether uh, you know, he thinks he's Chuck Knoll or not. I still can't believe you invoked that name of all names. What name should I have invoked? I don't know. That was just, it was a funny one. You could have said Bill Belichick. You could have said like a modern example, but you went all the way back to the 70s with you it. You coached in community college for five years. You're not exactly Chuck Knoll, okay? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. You're not exactly Jimmy Johnson or Vince Lombardi or Bill Belichick or anything well, like Chuck that. Well, Chuck Noll was a very successful. Of course, he was. of course. I just that was an it's interesting poll. But I don't. Poll. I don't feel like you guys are tiptoeing around ageism. But I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> I mentioned Vince Lombardi. I said tiptoeing. I'm going <laughs> to let it slide. Don't okay. push it. Okay. <laughs> I just don't feel like unless I'm missing one. Is there an example of a quarterback, a future Hall of Fame quarterback in their early 30s getting a New head coach in the middle of it? Like Aaron Rodgers is probably the closest example. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He got a new coach in his 30s. It has not gone great. But he feels like a completely, like, they don't deserve to be in the same conversation anymore. Like, Patrick Mahomes has already had somehow a better, way better start to his career. But it seems like he's already barreling way towards having a better overall career than Aaron Rodgers, who can't even make up his own damn decision about what the hell he's going to do. Thinking of Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, guys. Huh? Chargers running back Austin Eckler is requesting permission to speak with other teams about a potential trade, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. After preliminary talks with the team aimed at a contract extension did not progress, trouble on the home front in Import- L.A., boys. Important to note in that tweet, it also says his agent, Cameron Weiss, told ESPN. This is a, this is a play. On the record, which yeah. makes it even more legit. This is, this is now, let's make it, basically, let's play it out in public a little bit. We're not happy. We're not getting the raise we thought we could get there with the Chargers. And so he's going to go ahead and, and make sure it's well known and it's out there and see what uh, what other opportunities are out there. Now, requesting permission, the Chargers could flat out say, yeah, we're not, we're not losing you as a playmaker. Sorry, you're under contract, man. We got Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. We can't be just... Letting you go. Is it as simple as the Chargers go? Request denied. 
I okay. mean, base, I mean it, could on. Be, it could there could be some news here in the next like 10 minutes that comes out from somebody else that says, yeah, the Chargers will not be granting permission. But to be fair, this is kind of how the Tyree Kill trade thing happened, and an hour later he was Dude, a Miami Dolphin. His last two years diff- in L.A., he had 1,500 total yards and 1,600 total yards, 20 total touchdowns and 18 total touchdowns. That'd feel like kind of a big miss in your offense. Well, I'd say, yeah. well, you know what they do? They go out and they draft Bajon Robinson. They say, okay, well, we found your replacement, and he's way cheaper and younger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as the comparison to Tyree Kill, remember the, the, the Chiefs ultimately – gave him permission before we even knew he was seeking a trade, right? This is coming out that Eckler's seeking a trade, and right now we don't know if the Chargers are going to grant it. But, yeah, you just laid out the touchdown numbers. That's a huge part of their offense, huge part of Justin Herbert's success. And if you're Brandon Staley, and this is, we all agree, right, make or break year. He already got rid of some guys on stat. He has to make the playoffs. I'm trying to get fired because I lost Eckler. I mean, making the playoffs is not enough. He might have to win multiple playoff games to keep his job the way things are trending. And you lose Austin Eckler, all you're doing is making your job more difficult. Well, and here's the thing. The the worst part about doing this is you absolutely 100% cannot get anywhere close to the value back. What is What does a running back even get? Like a third? Like Austin Eckler has been tremendous. And somebody be like, we'll give you a second. That's it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cody, can we talk about that tweet you just sent out? I said, oh my. I'm allowed to say <laughs> you quote tweeted Adam Schefter's tweet and you said, "Oh my, yeah." Do you feel like that was a worthwhile addition to the fine. internet? It <laughs> seemed fine. I don't really the care. The internet's better off. I'm not really worried about it one way or the other. I think all of us send tweets like that. You just like to oh, point yeah. out the ones I send out that are related. I, to that. I don't think I do send out tweets like that. And don't do and don't do a deep dive. This is oh, about you right it's now. Up. Let's go no, down the little rabbit hole, shall we? About it's not you. about me. No, this, this is, is about, about internet habits. Don't you're what abouting? You're what abouting right now? <laughs> I, like I think he gave you crap because it happened during the show. I definitely yeah, have done you that. Took time I definitely have done the. It took wow. two minutes. It did I not take more time. I definitely have done those tweets as well. It's just more. I think he pointed out because it happened during the show. Okay, Gold in the middle of the show sent out a tweet that said tampering time. <laughs> See, this is my favorite part during <laughs> commercial break, man. Yeah, that was during commercial. And my favorite part Doesn't is matter. When it's the same difference. Gold, my favorite part is when I attack him and then he attacks you. And <laughs> this is how this goes. It's not on the internet. This is how it goes. It's, it's going to become a. This is how it yeah. is. It's, it's diversion. We all do this. It's, it's a little bit of diversion. <laughs> oh man, Nick, Nick He's just got, put, you're diving deep now, Cody. Oh, I just. What did you see? Hey, Vegas yeah. is more fun anyway. Great tweet, Nick. You know what? A plus stuff. I loved it. That was right after a. And there was an emoji angry, in there. I put an emoji in there. <laughs> Kids like emojis. It didn't Wait, get 15 likes, so I can't argue that. You know, it's a good point. It's a good point, Nick. If you get 15 likes on this tweet, I'll apologize. <laughs> you publicly, okay. publicly. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on Austin Eckler. I mean, that, that is not something uh, that anybody expected to be talking about today. This is what's fun about the start of the league year. Also, no, I had no um, idea that Austin Eckler Frank, wanted see, Thinking of running backs, you see Frank Gore reportedly is expected to sign with the Eagles. Frank Gore. Yeah, that Frank Gore. Wait, not the junior one, right? The one no, who's Frank, coming out in the draft. Frank, Frank Gore. Why? I, I don't know. I'm not sure, Cody. That doesn't make any sense. Dude, running backs, running backs in general, it is the most NFL teams make no sense with it. They will both simultaneously not care. Like the highest offer the Chargers will get is like a second or third round pick for for Austin Eckler. And they will simultaneously also draft one in like the top 10 in Bijan Robinson and give a contract to Frank Gore. I'm like, you guys don't make any. The, the league itself does make makes no sense at running back. It is always defies logic. Everybody's just doing any kind of thing. There's no set of rules. You just kind of do whatever you want. Sometimes you pay. That him has to be Frank like Gore Jr., right? That has to be Frank Gore Jr. I don't know. 
No, There's Frank Gore Jr. was just in college. Well, then who are they talking about? Dude. Why do you guys think it's not the real Frank Gore? Because I'm looking up. Did he retire like three years yeah, ago? Yeah, because that's what I looked up, and he's 39 years old. That's That can't be right. I wonder if it's even. That, was, that came across the timeline five minutes ago. I wonder if that maybe was one of those. We got to be careful of fake Twitter accounts today. Maybe that's what that was as well. Maybe we got got already. Yeah, Frank Gore is. I hate getting got. You hate it? Did you get got on Frank Gore? That's what I'm wondering. Mm. That's what I'm wondering. Hmm. Can you, can I'm going to have to delete that quote tweet I said of that tweet just saying, wow. By the way, my tweet already has 17 likes, so if you'd like to go oh. ahead and fire that apology off, anytime be good. Starting right, literally right now, it'd be fine. I'm so sorry, Cody. I'm no, Listen, listen, look at me. I want to I make eye contact for this because <laughs> okay. I want it to be sincere, oh and I want you to know that I mean mm. it. Mm. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> That I underestimated how many people out there spend their time liking useless, meaningless <laughs> tweets. And I'm sorry that Does I it? made fun of you for your meaningless contribution to this conversation about Austin Eckler. Doesn't and from the bottom of my heart. Sincere. Hey, listen, from the bottom of my heart, man. I'm sorry. Uh, some news that does potentially impact the Chiefs' plans at right tackle and otherwise this offseason. Diana Rossini, her actual Twitter account, uh, says the, uh, the Chicago Bears are targeting Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, former 49er. Two sides talking, hoping to get a deal done. According to a source of hers, we know the Bears have all kinds of draft capital. That could be an offensive tackle signing for Chicago. So Mike McGlinchey, if you were listing out available tackles, Orlando Brown, we were talking McGlinchey, about that. You could go to right tackle instead of left. Yeah, so that he was, you know, he's one of the top three, four tackles available on free, the free agent market. Uh, does him nearing a deal, according to Diane Orsini with the Bears, does that create any movement for Andrew Wiley? You know, down the road here, does that create movement for even Orlando Brown Jr.? Uh, Chicago Bears, we're going to be probably mentioning the Bears quite a bit today in the next couple days, given the fact they still have $75 million in cap space. And a desperate need to try to surround that team with talent so they can find out if they have anything with Justin Fields. Like, that's their situation because they just traded the number one pick, as we well know, and added a weapon, like an actual, like, semi-capable, probably bottom end, number one, but number one wide receiver. They got to add running back and tight end and kind of everything. Feels like the Bears will be the most active team. I did like the competing graphics it was like hey the the last seven years in a row the team that spent the most in free agency which the bears are clearly going to be that have had an average of like two and a half three wins from their total the year before the following year they lose them all <laughs> they lose they lose that exact same amount the following year so in year two they are just right back to where they were it never helps them in the long run it buys you some short-term stuff but it's like you have to get all of them in order for it to make some sense don't you Otherwise, it just doesn't. It just doesn't track. None of it makes sense in the add up. Are you guys buying some of the reporting? As we know, the the decision for Aaron Rodgers could happen at any time. His future, whether he's going to stay with the Packers, whether he's going to retire, whether he's going to go to the Jets. I think to me, it's either the Jets or retirement. Based off of Mark Murphy, who's the the team president there with the Packers, over the weekend was talking about Rodgers, and he used it in the past tense. He said, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He said Brett Favre had a great career here. He said Aaron Rodgers had a great career here. Like when you're already talking in the past tense, and he means he knows that he's not going to be in Green Bay. It's he just just whether or not all he of his retires. leverage, didn't he? But if you're Rodgers, are you going to do what you said you weren't going to do? You, you said this offseason that you weren't going to stick around and wait, you know, wait in deep into March for everybody. Well, now it, the league year is basically opening up on Wednesday and technically today to a certain extent. So wh- wh- where are you? Where are you going to go? Are you going to make your decision? I, do you believe the report that? 
the Jets and Packers are right now clueless as to what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, or do you think the Jets actually have a good feel? There was the there were all kinds of reports that clueless. the Jets were were feeling like that they were optimistic and and all this. I still think he's going to the Jets. I, I still don't think he's starting for the Jets week one. I think they think that, like they're hoping for that, but I don't think they actually know. Aaron Rodgers is this is one of the few cases, Gold, where I would say there might be two people on this earth who know which way he's actually leaning, but they just feel like the conversations went well because when all the national reporters come together in a circle and start saying, hey, both the Jets and the Packers have not heard from Aaron Rodgers and don't know what he's going to do, I believe it. I believe that they don't know which way this thing is going to go. I mean, you got so many decisions to be made. Like, this is the whole idea. Stop holding these. Fr- it's an, it drives me it crazy. It hurts you yes, is the problem. Dri- driving these franchises hostage. The, the Jets can't make future decisions until they know, and the Packers can't until they know. This Make up your mind. Maybe he will in the next 30 minutes, Cody. Maybe he will later on today, and then and, and the point will be moot. But I, I just I just can't stand the notion of Aaron Rodgers dragging this thing out for another couple days or, or another week. The thing I don't understand is it legitimately hurts himself. Like, he thinks sometimes he's just like, oh, what do these teams need to know more? Yeah. No, it actually impacts you. If you agree to go to the Jets now, they know how much they have to pay you. They know what draft pick compensation they're giving up to get you. That means they know what they can do in order to sign free agents, target certain players in the draft, things that help you. They can put things in place that are likely to make you a better team. The Packers know that if they pay you, there's a lot less they can do in the spending department. They might want to trade other players. Like, what if they want to trade a player because they're like, well, even if Aaron Rodgers isn't with us this year, he's not going to be, or this year, he's not going to be with us next year. Because by then, we can get out of the contract. So we're going to start making these moves a year in advance. And they start shipping players out that might be with you on a roster. Maybe they'd make a different decision if they knew it. But they're already talking. That was crazy. Over the weekend, he was legitimately talking like Aaron Rodgers was long gone. To give up that amount of leverage tells you how little they want him to be there. They've made it. And, and honestly, at this point, if I were the Jets, I'd lowball the hell out of the draft pick. Be like, look, we'll eat the salary. Just You want like a third? Or like, what are you looking for here to get Aaron Rodgers? I know there's still a basement before anybody would agree, but they want him so far gone out of Green Bay. He, I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he, he's getting run out of town. Not because of poor performance even necessarily. Just because of this attitude stuff is what it feels like. He was an MVP two years ago and three. MVP two of the last three years. It's the right move for the Packers to want to move on anyway. Like, take the, the off-the-field stuff away. Who cares? On the field, though, looking at your division that you're in, if you're Green Bay, where the Lions are heading, what the Bears are trying to do, what the Vikings are, ha- have been the last year now, and I think still will be in 2023, hit the somewhat of a reset button and, and set yourself up for the future better without Aaron Rodgers. Coming up next, though, it's the Chiefs red half hour. Yeah, the legal tampering window is opened up. What moves do we expect the Chiefs to actually make over the next 24 to 78 hours, uh, 72 hours? We'll do that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Has panic set in yet, guys? It's been 34 minutes, and the Chiefs haven't done a damn thing. I'm more worried about the the electrical fire that might be taking or place. Or the diesel fumes. All of a sudden, Gold's like, there's an overwhelming, powerful smell of, like, diesel gas in here. Yeah, Is that just, bad? Yeah, it's good to get this on the record now. That way, <laughs> you know, when that class action lawsuit goes through, that we'll have audio evidence. If we get even more slap happy than this show gets... <laughs> Normally, we're going to need you to contact a doctor immediately. Make sure they know that we might need medical at- assistance. It definitely, uh, I think diesel is. I think diesel is the correct scent that uh, we are describing. Seems that, concerning. That, I think that's it. I I don't know why the generator would be on. I'm pretty sure the yeah. power around the area is uh, is intact. So I don't know why the generator would be running. But it definitely smells like diesel fumes Usually, in the building, which is you know it's keeping it warm though in here. You know it's great. It's another way to you know just go ahead and move the fumes back into the building. It's a great strategy. <laughs> Here's the good news. We know that engineering likes to listen to this show sometimes. So if you are listening this time, they're gonna hate us. Can you let us know if we're on the generator? They're gonna hate us. I mean, and like if it's you guys. filtering up the vents, that's more of a maintenance thing. But yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know if I don't know if maintenance listens to the show. Uh, it is the Chiefs red half hour. As I mentioned, though, man, what the hell is going on? It's been 36 minutes and the Chiefs haven't done Nothing. anything. This is unacceptable. No plan in place. No. Look, what can happen still today? What Later can happen? Junior? That's the one that feels like based off of the Diana Rossini report that Mike McGlinchey is talking with the Bears and they think a deal could happen there. This is the time where Orlando Brown Jr. is going to find out. Can he get the dollar amount that he thinks he can get on the open market to right now? I mean, right now it is legal for you to go find out. And we all know there've been probably conversations happening well before that. And if you're the chiefs, this is also the time frame for you. Let's say Orlando Brown Jr. Can't get the money as they're talking. This is your chance to, to still try to maybe get something done with him. That is the, the biggest move in the next 24 hours, 48 hours that I think you're going to get clarity on for the chiefs future at left tackle, because it's big a, if somehow they come together on a long-term deal, that's, that's huge. But if not, you know, for sure, you got to explore your own free agent options and the draft, but really your own free agent options. Well, they want see. a long-term option. They've made like that I, very clear. I also think you got to keep an eye on the Aaron Rodgers situation. We just got done talking about that. What Aaron Rodgers does might play a role in whether, you know, someone that's had some injury history, but David Bakhtiari, what, what's his availability via trade? If Aaron Rodgers retires, they're starting uh, if you, over if you're anyway. the Packers, you got to move on from. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded, do they package that deal with the Jets, or do they move Bakhtiari elsewhere, or do they cut him? Like, I think everything's on the table there, but the, the offensive line, the left tackle issue, is the one I expect to get the news on, and then maybe a Juju Smith-Schuster contract uh, today or tomorrow if he actually is coming back to Kansas City. The Orlando Brown one is obviously the most interesting, but the Juju one might move even faster because at least there are there aren't left tackles available because there never are. We've talked about this. But there are quite a few good right tackles available. So for teams immediately looking for offensive line help who are picking closer to the top end of the draft, okay, that, that would qualify for most teams who are looking for left tackle help. They'll have some options available to them. So to me, it's if you're going that route, then, you know, you would think Orlando Brown Jr. has got to get done in these first few days. But, dude, there are no wide receivers. Juju, McCall Hardman, as much as all the other guys, Juan Thornhill and Saunders, I'm not nearly as worried about 
whether or not that's going to be the case. I'm more concerned about whether or not this is going to be it. By the way, Jason Kelsey has officially announced that he is talking over with his wife and friends. He's decided to return for another year with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, I mean, it finished with I ain't effing done yet, which (laughs) is – we can appreciate, but Jason Kelsey is coming back to the Eagles. Elsewhere, uh, the Ravens defensive lineman Calais Campbell uh, could still go back to Baltimore, but for the time being, the Ravens moving on from Calais Campbell, so uh, a veteran available on the open market. They have actually just put out on their Twitter account that they have released How old is he? Him. 36. Is that what it is now, or what yeah. he is now? I mean, I, if you wanted your Carlos Dunlap for one year, fine. He had five and a half sacks last year. They did this because they, they freed up Carlos seven. Carlos Dunlap, but older. Is Dunlap six, not like how old uh, he? Campbell had six sacks last year, 34 pressures for the Baltimore Ravens. Carlos Dunlap's like 34, isn't he? Yeah. That's close enough. 34, 36. Yeah, 34 years old for Carlos Dunlap. Similar production numbers. That's really what you're looking for. It's he's the If you're looking for a five or a six sack player, that's and a name to watch. Definitely a name to watch. Uh, far, you know, when you lose Frank and you lost Carlos Dunlap, unless in and I've said it over and over, over Carlos Dunlap. We'll find out if he wants to play football still, and if he does, it's probably another June or July type of addition. You know, it's the Melvin Ingram thing all over again. It's what Carlos Dunlap did last year for the Chiefs. He didn't sign in March with the Chiefs. You can't find star defensive ends, but if you're looking for aging veteran with five sack potential defensive end. Those players actually are available every year. The Chiefs have proven that they're available every year. I don't know that I'm ever married to one in particular, right? Like, I don't know that I'm ever like, it's got to be Dunlap or it's got to be Calais Campbell or it's got to be these players in general. But those are the kind of moves, like we've said, that's not what these first few days are about. These first few days for the Chiefs are very simply about Orlando Brown Jr. and Juju Smith-Schuster because that's those are the only two moves that are going to dramatically change how your off-season or draft stuff might go. The other ones, yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. They're going to move on. You got to find another defensive. You got to find a veteran defensive lineman, or you got to find a third safety. Maybe find in the draft. Maybe it's free agency. But the only two that that have a huge swing in that is those two players, and they're likely to go. We would think by Wednesday at the latest, Thursday at the latest, right? If the tampering period is now till Wednesday. Right. You know, technically things aren't official till Wednesday at noon, but we just know how this works. All of a sudden, if there's a report that so-and-so is expected to sign with whatever, you usually, not all the time, but 90% of the time, that's the deal. That's the location that they end up actually uh, signing with. I, I still don't think maybe you guys have changed based off of seeing where the cap situation is for the Chiefs, but I don't think we're in for like this big surprise splash signing by Kansas City. I think it's what we've discussed. It's finding out whether they're retaining or moving on from Orlando Brown Jr. officially or not. It's finding out if they were able to come to terms on a deal with Juju Smith-Schuster. Like I, I don't, and if they can't for Juju, then is it another wide receiver that's yeah. replacing him, like a Lazard or something? But I don't think they're like I don't believe there's going to be the surprise. Wow, they went out and spent huge money on blank player that we didn't expect, unless it is directly replacing one of the two guys I just mentioned. I feel good at least a little bit better about after reading Albert Breer's article this morning about Orlando Brown Jr. and the possibility of his contract or what might be available for him because of this. The same thing we talked about when they traded for him. There weren't that many teams in the NFL who wanted to make him a left tackle. That's why Baltimore ended up trading with Kansas City because they had the best offer and they were willing to make him a left tackle, so it made sense. It's clear in the article that he still, shockingly, would like to be a left tackle no matter, even if they were going to pay him left tackle money but put him at right, he doesn't want to be a right tackle. He wants to play the left side. Chiefs are comfortable playing with the left side. But there are only a handful of teams that want to do that anyway. And then in addition to that, 
Way more NFL teams run this Kyle Shanahan-style offensive line play, which requires athletic, smaller left tackles versus the big-bodied ones like Orlando Brown, the slower-moving ones like Orlando Brown is a little bit, which means there aren't that many teams you're competing with with Orlando Brown Jr. You're just not. It's not half the league. It's not two-thirds of the league. It's nothing like that. It is a small collection of teams you're competing with, which means I still think that the number can only get so high on Orlando Brown Jr., which is why the Chiefs were willing to even take this risk in the first place. I think the whole reason they're like, talk to other teams, because they felt very confident the number they were offering was as high as anybody was going to go. So have you changed? I was remember last Monday, I was at a 25% chance that he could still get a long-term deal done with the Chiefs. It's probably down to 15 or 20% max at this point for me. It sounded like, based on what you just said, it sounds yeah, like I was, you're up I was from more five. Like, I was, yeah, it was more like 5% because I told you it would be 5% if we got to Monday and it hadn't happened, which it's now Monday and it's 11 o'clock and free agency is here. But I'm more like 10 or 15 probably okay. from where I was just because the more I thought about it, the less there are that many teams who are interested in him. He has a limited market. This to me is like the way people talk about Juju Smith-Schuster's market. Except for Juju Smith-Schuster's market is like every team in the NFL could use a pass-catching wide receiver who goes over the middle for 70 catches a year. Most teams, not every, but 20 teams. And with Orlando Brown Jr., you might be competing against three or four teams. And there should be some benefit to coming back here. I will say so far in the 43 minutes or whatever that the the window's been opened up, it's been offensive linemen that have been signing or expected to sign yeah when they say mike mcglitchy is in serious conversations that's telling you that they're expecting that deal to get it's been him right tackle you know reportedly maybe gonna sign with the bears it's been uh the the extension for the guard for the falcons and it's been just now in the last couple minutes the broncos reportedly are reportedly are signing former ravens guard uh power was it ben powers i think it is or whatever um so that that's three if not you know four potential offensive linemen type of of, of signings that are actually happening. So for whatever reason, it's been guards and, and tackles that have been kind of rumored here in the early going. By the way, if you needed any more evidence that what we were talking about, about the Chiefs needing to draft a guard, remember, I, I you know, you and I were both like, they're taking a guard in the first four rounds. The Tampa Bay guard just got $21 million a year. You can. Oh, the fa- Falcons, right? The Falcons, Falcons, yeah. You can not pay a left tackle and a center and a guard that much money combined. They're going to pay the left tackle. They've made that very clear, whether it be this guy or the next time. And look, maybe maybe we're wrong, and maybe it is Trey Smith they're going to pay and not Creed Humphrey. But they're not paying three guys in the offensive line simultaneously that amount of money if guards all of a sudden were $21 million a year. That's $5 million more a year on average than Joe Tooney got, which made him the highest-paid guard in the NFL. So now that number is shot out of control again, and you have other needs outside of guards. So it's like, you've got to... You really do draft in a what a month and a half now, in a month and a half you're gonna have to you're gonna have to target guard like that's going to have to be a position that you're starting to plan a year ahead, even though it's not fun because they might not get on the field very much. We mentioned wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster, how that's gonna play out over the next day or two. There was a workout on Friday, and the Chiefs were one of the teams of the twelve in particular that attended a workout for Odell Beckham Jr. There was a time in November and December where everybody thought he was going to sign just in time for the playoffs. Cowboys brought him in for a workout. They realized, yeah, he's still not recovered, and he ended up not playing at all last season. I still, for the right price, that's always the key, on a off-season flyer for one year would be interested. But if there's 12 teams at the workout, and let's say there ends up being six that have interest, 
and Odell Beckham Jr., a guy that's in his 30s now, a guy that's coming off another ACL injury, missed an entire football season. Yeah, it he he probably wants guaranteed money because everybody does, but it would have to be a heavily incentive laden contract, something where it's four or five, maybe six guaranteed, and incentives Cody could bump it up to thirteen million dollars. But if he's hoping to get ten or twelve with incentives to get to that eighteen or twenty, then I'm out. Then I have zero interest in someone coming off of of a torn ACL in a uh, missed entirety of 2022. Know, him $15 million. Isn't this a Juju Smith-Schuster thing from a, last year? There's rumblings. There's there's a report, and probably strictly from his agent, that he thinks he can get $20 million a year. Teams would be insane. Would be insane to do it. That clearly came from his agent. Sure. He's not getting $20 million a year, if so that's ridiculous. Or the voice inside his head, because nobody, no NFL team. Maybe with incentives, somebody's willing to do it, though. Fine, but the incentives are going to be bonkers. 12 to get to 20. Look, it took Juju Smith-Schuster's deal got upwards of, it got up to $10 million. Remember, it was a $3.5 million base. So, I mean, it was six, like it was way more in incentives. And some of those incentives were like a million dollars to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, if Odell Beckham wants $12 million, but eight of it is in incentives where it's like you get 80 catches or you play 15 games or you win the AFC title game or win the Super, fine, I'll pay him out. I'll move the money down the road. It sucks to keep pushing it down. But if you have to pay it and you pay the price in the future, then you don't really care. Versus like what the Browns are doing, for instance, with Deshaun Watson's contract. They just moved his money around. He is going to be a cap hit of over $60 million each of the next three years after this one. So it's like you can screw yourself by doing these like reworked, moved around contracts. But Odell Beckham, I mean, are you saying when I kick the tires? That that old phrase? Absolutely. Sure, why not? That's why they were one of the teams who showed up to his workout. He still has limited interest. It's not like two-thirds of the league showed up. Well, it's weird. 12 teams, the Cowboys who were about to sign him this past year, were not one of the 12. Uh, so, you know, it's, I mean, it's, they feel like they got a good handle. Yeah, right. So it's kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Thinking of wide receivers, and maybe there could be a couple new names on the market. Dan Graziano, uh, who Michael Massey's a huge fan of, as we learned while we were on Radio Row. <laughs> uh, he's just tweeted out, sources with multiple teams believe the Broncos could trade a wide receiver. <clears throat> Excuse me. Denver has had talks with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. Well, Cortland Sutton so sent out a tweet them. this weekend J- that said, Jerry, Jerry, I just want to be somewhere where I'm appreciated. He so, sounded like somebody yeah. in the middle of a Okay, breakup. I have to tell it you says, guys something. It went on to say real quick, teams say the Broncos are asking high prices, not dumping. Uh, Jerry Judy's been rumored for a while. The one that would be surprising to me is Cortland Sutton. Like Jerry Judy, at this point, has not developed into what everybody thought he was going to so be. I have to tell you guys something. Okay, yeah, you were just you were uh, scouting the Broncos for us. Well, I, I forgot to tell you this. Oh, boy. Last week. Mm. And now I wish I would have because it doesn't have as much weight as it does now. But last week, I had a dream. Oh boy. <laughs> a real this I'm not kidding. I'm not okay. making this up. You guys can right. laugh at me. I'm not making this up. It does feel out of nowhere, so it feels like you're telling the truth. I had a dream last week that the Chiefs traded for Cortland Sutton. No. I mean. I'm not saying I want it. I'm yeah. just saying I had a dream. Some would call it a premonition. Well, that the Chiefs traded for Cortland Sutton, but they Don't haven't. So you can't really say it's it's ha- like if it if it happens, then I think it carries a ton of weight for you. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I just, you just want, want us to know ahead for of time. posturing okay. sake. Okay, I had a dream. I'm not even saying I want it or I believe it will happen or it should happen. I'm just saying I had a dream. That was it. They're never gonna trade with the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. Don't analyze my dreams, man. <laughs> This is just about the actual signing, not about your dreams. Then what happened the rest of the dream after they traded for him? 
Uh, well, I think that was it. There was other stuff that happened in my dream, not football related. Like? But, I don't know. Something sexual. <laughs> like? With Corlin Sutton or somebody were, else? I think it was two chicks. It was you or Corlin Sutton with two chicks? Me. It's de- this whole thing's definitely not happening now. The whole thing's fake. The whole thing's fake. The whole thing's fake. The whole thing is fake. By the way, is he a discount by wide receiver standards? He's about, he signed a four year, $60 million extension. So he's a cap hit of like, for the acquiring team, 15 to 18 they, million over the yeah, next Yeah, I mean, years. that's a pretty, yeah. that's pretty cheap uh, that's by pretty wide receiver standards. I don't think Corlett Sutton will get moved. I think Jerry Judy, though, seems like the guy, because that's been rumored a lot longer than. Than the Corlin Sutton stuff but or the Sutton dreams. But Sutton sent out a tweet this weekend that said, "I wish I, I was know. somewhere that appreciated me." Right, but if you're Sean Payton, that's and Russell Wilson, If you're Sean Payton and and Russell Wilson, as much as we knock Ru- Russ has become, like you've still got to have some weapons for the guy. Like you're gonna trade, you're gonna trade Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Who the hell is he throwing the football to next KJ year? KJ Hamler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, what's the? Then they, they don't have any draft. They barely have any draft picks. They traded Noah Fant with Chubb, right? Right. So that was the Russell Wilson trade. Oh, that was the Russell. <laughs> he's he's in Seattle. But like, I, I, you gotta have some weapons draft for some. the guy with those they picks. Don't, they don't, don't have. Yeah, exactly. Don't have any picks. Dude, they're screwed. They're just screwed. That's it. Like the Broncos are screwed. This is why they should be. And here's the thing: they should be trying to fix their problem for after Russell Wilson. How are you gonna fix it with him? He's owed a ton of money, and he was no good. The only choice is for one more year, just try, right? One more year, keep all these they guys have, here. Have to. I mean, I think that's see, what they're going to do. Or start planning your exit strategy for a couple of years from now. I don't think you can do that because that's three plus years. <laughs> like, that's still three years down the road, realistically, <laughs> with the way the, the Russ contract is structured. Like, they have to make this thing work in the next two years. They bring in Sean Payton. It was, you know, I, I get the hire. I think, it, you know, still like a desperate type of hire, just considering the circumstances, but I get it. And your hope is, can you do enough to where Russell Wilson is the 15th to 20th best quarterback? And that would be a hell of a turnaround. And again, now Ian Rapport, thinking of the Broncos now, I'm acting like it's not totally official, but the Broncos are giving guard Ben Powers from the Ravens a four-year, $52 million deal, $28.5 million guaranteed. Source said that's from now just about every national reporter jeremy fowler and ian Rapport. It's so like again, a it's group all, chat it's all or what? offense alignment man all offense alignment are signing right now we're still waiting to find out if anything happens with orlando brown jr today do you think you get to rank uh, who gets the text first oh i bet you it's just a mass text and just some people are faster at typing. no i don't think yeah. it's a mass text i think it is the same text like copy and pasted to everyone so somebody has to get it first somebody's getting it like 20 seconds earlier and they get it out uh-huh. Can't they just BCC these people? I mean, not on a text though, right? They just fire off an email. <laughs> you think they're sending emails to each other, dude? It's like what they're pasting. Yeah, a text into like I think it's forty far, people. I think it's far more likely they're doing what Nick's saying than I don't think Adam or let's say the agent of Ben Powers is sending an email out to a bunch of. I mean, well, you know what though? To Cody's point, it would take think? longer to do the text route. Way longer. But you think in, in email, like that seems slower. Like they actually, like just, I feel like Schefter's texting with guys, not emailing guys. I think it's probably both. You think it's a combo? I, mm. I think it's probably both. We need both. to get to, we'll have to ask. We'll have to get, you know, we'll have to get Shefty on the phone. Find out. Do you want me to give him a call? We know he has. Is he we busy? Know, we know he buys gifts for agents and stuff for days like today. We know that, right? What We've, kind of gifts does he buy? I don't know, he's, he's com- he says yeah. he is part of his like budget of the year. He spends thousands of dollars on gifts for executives and agents because it's part of his relationship how he gets scoops so basically and then uh arian foster was on one of the barstool podcasts last week and says he thinks uh Schefter pays for his scoops which i guess the gift thing is maybe what he's talking about but 
I mean, there's because there was like a whole article up not that long ago about the wild world of trying to be the like scoop guy. Right. Also, we're it's only an hour in, not even a full hour in, but like the fact that Jason Kelsey could announce his decision to stay, but Aaron Rodgers can't figure it out is absolutely ridiculous. Do we all have one friend who just works on their own time? Doesn't matter what's going on. Your house could be on fire. You'd be like, I need you <laughs> over here right now to help me put my house out. It is on fire. Be like, I'll be there in like twenty. And then like sixty seven minutes later they're rolling. Okay. Sorry, got hung up. Speaking of Oh. Okay. Houses being on fire. Yeah, what about the diesel smell? It's getting worse. I it's found out stronger. what it is. I remember because someone texted it in, and then I do remember as I walked in the building, you probably noticed this. Cody, I don't know if they were here yet when you got in. They're redoing – there was a huge air conditioning unit or whatever, HVAC unit, on a trailer out there, and I think there was a crane. I think they're putting a brand-new like HVAC system in. Okay, and but so, should we be concerned that it's – the gas is filling up our studio. I, I don't like that. I mean, I, don't I, like I understand either, the answer. I don't feel better about it. I don't <laughs> feel better, but I think that's actually what's happening. Hmm. So I don't know if hmm. that means the generator had to kick on while they were replacing something, or, or like Cody said, they decided the HVAC. Let's just funnel diesel right into the right into the studios. Let's see if these shows get interesting or weird. <laughs> Let's see if these shows get interesting. Are you going to be okay? Are you worried about your health yet? Yes. Just asking. I just did, I didn't know. I didn't know if that was a concern or if you just didn't like the smell. Seems concerning. Coming up next, we'll get to the noon hour. We'll get to what's trending. Uh, back in to where things are at for March Madness. Some controversy involving seating, but an opportunity for K-State and Missouri later on this week. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.